We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Ritter protected, shot play downfield, man with a step, and it's caught. Here's who's the shot play guy, goes up to get it. Again here, throws a fade into the end zone, Alec Pierce. What is up, everybody? Welcome to a very special NFL Draft edition of Stay Hot, where today we're going to be sitting down with a top-notch prospect diving deep into their college career, you know, the hopes for the excitement of the NFL and more of that. Today we are joined by Cincinnati's leading wide receiver, Alec Pierce. Alec, how are you doing, man? Thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm doing good. How are you? Excellent. Um, You know, Matt here is... From we're not from Cincinnati, but he goes to Cincinnati. No, I went to Cincinnati. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah he went I, to I live C- five minutes <laughs> off campus. Okay, so I need a little bit of help with something. Uh, my parents are coming in town in a couple of days, and they want me to pick a spot to go eat. And I don't really know where to take them. So, if you had any restaurant suggestions in Cincy, like on campus or downtown or what? Any anywhere around Cincinnati? I mean, I'm just five minutes off campus, yeah. so around there would be. I like OTR, like down there. It's pretty nice. Um, they got, they got, yeah. a ton is of there them. anywhere in particular on, on the Ridge? Um, or on the Rhine, the Eagle's really good. It's like fried chicken and kind of like, like Southern food, comfort food. Um, there's like a, there's a taco place down there too. I forget. I think it's called Bakersfield. Maybe that's pretty good. There's, there's basically, they got like everything down there, but it's a pretty nice area down there. I had a couple of my friends recommend the Eagle too. So yeah, that might be good. what I end up going with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's probably the favorite of everyone I'd say. 
You know, um, I, I can't lie. We did a little bit of digging on you before, uh, before this, before this segment. And we noticed that mm. your first picture on Instagram ever is of you at a junior national volleyball championship <laughs> in 2014. So like, be real. Oh, like, wow. how, like how nice, were, how nice were you? <laughs> how nice were you at volleyball? Uh, I loved volleyball growing up. You know, my, my mom played volleyball in college. So she kind of like, any chance I could to play the sport, like she was kind of always pushing me to play it. So I think I started playing in middle school. We had it at our at our middle school. We had volleyball, and I had a, me and me and my friends. You know, everyone kind of rallied around it because like we we enjoyed playing it. And then, but yeah, that was that was beach volleyball. Which being from Illinois, being from like Chicago area, it's not you don't have the most opportunity to do that. But they had this one tournament every year there, and it was like a nationals qualifier, and I could never could never go to nationals because like I, I would win it. Me and my buddy would win it, but then like it, we would have like football camp or something during nationals. So oh, okay. it would have been cool to go out to nationals. I'm sure it was like out in California and you know what it would have been, would have been really cool. But yeah, we would win the tournament every year, take the bid and then not go. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of a flex though. That's kind yeah. of a flex. Just like, Oh, yeah. I could, but you know, I've got to, got to focus on this. Yeah, it thing. seemed to have worked out pretty well. And, you also, uh, mm-hmm. you set records in tr- what relays and in the triple jump. If I yeah. know that correctly, I, I was a bit of a track guy myself. Okay. Back in high school, I ran the 400 hurdles. Oh, yeah. Um, that, yeah, that was, uh, but <laughs> do, we, do you guys do 400 hurdles or 300 hurdles? Well, we did 300 hurdles in high school, but the summer after I was running in clubs. So I ran the 400 okay. hurdles there. Okay, cool. Yeah. My, so. my, um, one of the guys, I'm like basically the guy who got us all out to do track. He he runs track up at Marquette now. His name's Brady Heller. He's one of my good friends growing up. But he was a, like okay. that was his main event, 300 hurdles. Um, but then he was kind of like the the fourth leg on all our relays. Um, and he's actually up now doing decathlon at Marquette. So like, kind of I think that's kind of what they, if you're a long distance hurdler like that, like and he was just you know big athletic kid. They just they gave him a shot at the decathlon. He, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of work, though. Yeah, no, I could not imagine doing that. I, I remember mm-hmm. I used to see people at meets. They, they'd be running. I'm like, how long have they been running for? It? <laughs> it's yeah. still going on. Yeah, like it's like it's two long, days of events, I think. Yeah, I'm just like, it, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I mean, you, you really do have, you really are kind of a jack of all trades, you know, multi-sport mm-hmm. athlete. Yeah. Not to mention, you kind of have an, an affinity for like math, the maths and sciences um, you know, what, what is that kind of, what has that really been like, you know, balancing the high level academics along with, you know, being an athlete? Um, you know, it hasn't been too bad for me cause like that was, that was where my passion was and what I enjoyed doing in school. So I found it, I found a major that I was passionate in and while it may be a little bit more work and a little bit more difficult, I think that was the big thing. It was a little bit more difficult, but to me, like doing like really hard math problems and like differential equations classes like that, they were, they were easier to do to me for me than like being in like an English class, just because that was like what I enjoyed right. doing. And I could, I could sit there and work on math problems for, for hours compared to like having to write like a three page paper. And like, <laughs> it's like, that was a grind for me. That was always, you know, tough. So yeah, it was just kind of what, yeah, I, not- what I, you know, it's just what I wanted to do and r- would rather do. 
Exactly. No, I, I totally understand that. I'm a software engineering major. So, I, like, okay. Yeah. When, so like, as far as like maths and science, like I, I totally get it is yeah. stay away as far away from writing as you possibly can. Yeah. You know, when it comes to math, uh, do you have a favorite like theorem? Like, you know, like, uh, like <laughs> what's your ooh. favorite like theorem of calculus or something? Uh, I don't know. I really like differential equations a lot. It took me a while. Really? It was very, it was very yeah, it was very like, kind of different and abstract from the other thing the other math like calculus the stuff i've learned um in in the past but like once i finally got it it was just like a puzzle and it it was it was pretty interesting so i like that class a lot um i can't think of i don't know i don't know a lot of people that like differential equations (laughs) that is like the most hated (laughs) of all the math people that i know everyone's like i I hate difficult i know (laughs) I know. It, it, so that's that's interesting. It's weird. It's like puzzles. So I, that's why I like it. It is. Yeah. That's. Mm. No, <laughs> yeah. What a what a nerd. What a nerd. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna stuff you in a yeah. locker. That's what's gonna happen. Well, being a Cincinnati guy, I did want to ask you a little bit about UC and their football program. Mm. What made you uh What made you choose Cincinnati uh, when you were deciding where to go to college? Um, I it was kind of just like the best opportunity for me all in all, you know, I wasn't the most highly recruited guy. So I had like Mac offers and I had like Ivy League schools and like the service academies. Um, and Cincinnati came around late, you know, it was my, my quarterback. He ended up being my roommate here, uh, Ben Bryant, which actually he just transferred back to Cincinnati. Yeah. But um, he, he was committed here as a quarterback. And I think the, the guy who was recruited in that area, he asked him, he's like, is there any other guys, you know, that we're missing out on in the area. And he, I just like torched his team pretty bad. We beat him pretty bad. I, I, I actually intercepted him cause I was playing a, I played a little defense. So I intercepted him and yeah, he, you know, nicely enough dropped my name and they checked out my film and they're kind of just looking for guys to fill like the back end of their recruiting class. And they viewed me really as like a, you know, like an athlete. I mean, I came in as a receiver, but they had plans of like, whether giving me a shot on defense or whatever. Um, so yeah, that was a guy that basically fit what they were looking for. Just kind of a guy they're trying to find like athletes and fill some like last couple of roster spots. So yeah, that, that all worked out and I came on a visit here and, um, you know, it just, at the time they were kind of at the same level as like, I was looking at Miami high a lot. That was like my max school that was highest on probably, probably, probably was my top school. Did you go yeah, there? I do. <laughs> you go, Red Hawks, okay, yeah. go Red Hawks. Yeah. So that, yeah, that was my, um, that was like my, my school I'd settle on before the season, before I got the Cincinnati offer. I was like, all right, I'll be, you know, if, if nothing else plays out, cause I wanted to play in the big 10. So I was like, if I don't get that big 10 offer or, or really another offer that I like more, I'll, I'll go to Miami, Ohio. Like it worked for me. Um, I liked it there, but I, yeah, I ended up getting Cincinnati. I didn't know much about it. And at the time they're kind of on the same level as Miami, Ohio. Like I think they were both four and eight that year or something. And they barely beat Miami, Ohio. Um, but they it just was Cincinnati going there it just felt like they had a lot more potential and a lot more you know higher <laughs> ceiling and, and something was going on there you know so I can feel the disrespect well yeah I mean because you're soul <laughs> your first season would have been 2018 with Cincinnati yeah, then right so that so you you got in at just the right time when they started just the right time yeah crushing we everyone to UCLA and first game beat them and it kind of didn't really look back from there yeah what do you, I know you weren't there the year before when they were, when they were bad, but that was Fickle's first year, right? He went four and eight and then he really turned it around. Mm-hmm. What do you think the, the main factors of that 
turnaround were and how Fickle was able to kind of get the program to what it is right now? What, what did you feel from it that I like, think contributed to that? Um, I think the, the biggest thing was like the culture change. You know, they really, I kind of caught some of it, but guys I knew that were there from like their first day, like they came in and it was just like a shock. Like they were doing, they, they called them like attention training. They had them out there like doing bear crawls and like the snow and push-ups and just crazy stuff. Basically just trying to make guys mentally stronger and, and, and like weed out the week. Um, and so they did that and kind of really just grinded them. I know they had like three and a half hour practices in spring ball their first, like the year before I got there. Um, and then like, I remember when I got there that summer, like they were still like, we were, we were working like super hard and then like doing some kind of crazy things, you know, really intense things. And cause they just wanted to basically establish that in the program and, and, you know, create that kind of mentality for other players. And now it, it's gotten to the point where like, they don't need to do those things. Like they still do those things, but it's kind of just the precedent. So like, it's, it's really player ran now and we have a really good brotherhood, you know, I mean, I'm talking about it, like I'm still in it, but uh, yeah, they, we had a, we had a really good brotherhood and like all the guys in the locker room were super close and guys just practice like really hard, but practice like pros. Like we were out there making, getting each other better. Um, but you know, practicing in a smart way that, that, you know, not, not out there fighting and stuff like I used to do early on. Um, like right when I got there. Is there anyone you've noticed in practice or on the team that maybe hasn't broken out yet that Cincinnati fans should maybe be excited for? Um, there's, you know, there's a lot of young guys, especially like on the offense. I, I'd pay a lot more attention to the offense. Um, I'd say like receiver. I mean, Tyler Scott played, played a lot last year, but he was kind of still in like this, like this, like me and Mike and Trey were kind of getting a lot of the balls. Like, but he, I, if he's getting like a, a majority of the targets this year or a lot more, I'm sure he'll get a lot more looks this year. They, he could have, a, I think he could have a great year and be, like he put up huge numbers. He's, incredibly talented uh runs really good routes and he's super athletic so super fast so yeah there's a there's a lot of young receivers though and then have you noticed like obviously cincinnati's got a pretty big transition coming up uh losing so many guys um one of which you know being ritter and and they're gonna either go to brian or prater do you think much changes for cincinnati switching quarterbacks over to prater who's like one of the highest recruits like is he uh is there something you're excited to see watching him going forward yeah, I'm, I'm definitely excited to watch them going forward. You know, I'm especially excited they they start with Arkansas, who's I think yeah. preseason ranked pretty high, right? Yeah. So that that'll be like a you know, you can't they they're right into it. They're not. There's no like cupcake game to get him warmed up and kind of get his feet wet. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. I've always watching a, a decent amount of of the Cincinnati offense, looking at Ritter, trying to make you know see what I think of all the quarterbacks and one game that really stood out to me for you at least was the Notre Dame game and I think that was six catches for 144 yards against the number nine team at the time on the ro- on the road how were you able to exploit that secondary to the extent that you did was that part of the game plan going into it like okay we're we're gonna go to Pierce or like often here or was it just kind of something that happened like during the game you just had the had the opportunities that you know you just happened to be open or or whatever yeah, I think, um, you know, the game plan, we always kind of try to do what we do, which is like run the, like run the ball and kind of control the game on the ground. Um, and a lot of times when we got into those bigger games against bigger programs, 
they're usually pretty stout in the inside, especially the D line and like inside in the box. So that doesn't work out as much as it would in our conference against other teams. So then we kind of resort to other things. And a lot of times, like for me, I would get my big games and in games like that, you know, where they kind of need to go and, and make a play downfield because the, the offense isn't, we're not able to do the same things against Notre Dame as we were against other teams in our conference that may not be able to match up with us as like skill wise. So yeah, I always look, that's why I always look forward to the big time game, the big time stage. Cause I kind of knew uh, my number is going to be called up. And when you watch like your film, it's just like so much of it is on the deep ball and like the nine routes deep down the field. How, how did you get that connection with Ritter so, so good that, that, you could connect deep down the field as often as you two did. Yeah. Just, um, you know, a lot of practice. I mean, we've, we've played together and a lot of practice, a lot of games we've played together for three years, you know, specifically like as, as me starting receiver, I played with him for three years. He's been, he's been in the lineup for four years and maybe three to me in practice a little bit more than that. But um, yeah, I think, you know, he just had trust in me, especially on that. Like we, you could probably see this year go on, like, like we just probably probably the whole team probably just gained more and more trust in me and him throwing that deep ball and we would just go to it every week and teams knew it was coming and still couldn't stop it when you're watching film uh like when you watch yeah when you watch film do you watch more of yourself or more of other wide receivers and try to model your game off of you know some nfl guys or do you spend most of it like maybe studying the cornerbacks you're going to be facing how do you balance like what does your film watching schedule look like? And does that change from like regular to off season at all? Yeah. Like, like during the season's all about, you know, the opponent and, you know, you watch, I watch myself, you know, after the game and kind of self reflect and after practice and make sure I'm doing all the things right. But the majority of the week is looking at the other team and their tendencies and how the guys play and what coverage do they run, stuff like that. Just getting ready for the game. Um, the off season, I like to, you know, watch a little bit more film of, of other people and study and like try to learn some things that I can add to my game, you know, more tools to the toolkit. Are there any wide receivers in particular that you usually go back to when you're watching other guys? Um, yeah, I like watching like pretty much any, any big fast receiver. You know, I, I like AJ Green's game a lot His early, early days back in Cincy, you know, that, that's a guy I think I kind of compare myself to a lot and try to play model my game after. Um, I was a big Jordy Nelson fan growing up. <laughs> yes, sir. I, I love watching. Yeah, I love watching all his stuff. Um, Randy Moss. I know these are all kind of older names, like more recently, like DK Metcalf, uh, Julio Jones, stuff like that. So it's I love watching pretty much, you know, any any guy that lines up there, the same spot I do, X, big, big, big body receiver that's able to go up and get it. What are some, is there ever an example of like a time you watched those guys do something and then maybe broke it out in a game for yourself and it worked? Probably like a, probably like a release. I'm trying to think like what game. Uh, it's, it's all, this is so many. <laughs> right now, there's, a, <laughs> yeah. there's a lot of reps. Yeah, but I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure that's, that probably the biggest thing you learn is like releases and stuff. Cause a bunch of other guys do different things. For sure. You know, for the sure. routes, like everyone's kind of got similar technique but some guys may do things a little different but it's kind of just like however you do but the releases are really what you can kind of like learn and, and guys put their own little flavor on that 
for sure, for Demonte sure. Devontae Adams too. He's got the release. He does. Best. He does. I'm a Packer fan, yeah. so I always enjoy hearing about uh Jordan mm-hmm. <laughs> and Devontae. Well, Devontae, not anymore. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I was I was a Packers fan. Yes, sir. That, too. In Illinois, mm-hmm. shout out you for that. Yeah. Shout out you for that. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot. Are you from? Are you from? Somewhere? I'm from. My family is from Appleton, Wisconsin. Uh, they moved to Minnesota, okay. and I always lived in Minnesota. But my grandparents and my parents are all from Wisconsin, and my my grandpa mm-hmm. had season tickets, so I've always been a a Packer fan in oh, Minnesota. Okay, yeah. But yeah, not. I'm glad. I'm glad to hear it. Go pack go. They could use there's it. A ton, there's a ton of Packers fans. Yeah, there's a ton of Packers fans in Chicago. Like a lot of my friends are Packers fans. They could use a what? Because they like all our fans. They could, oh yeah, they need receiver. Have you talked to them at all? Did they did they interview at the combine at all, or anything? Uh I I talked to them like briefly, did like a questionnaire, but I mean I'll, we'll see if they get a meeting with me now. They're kinda teams are kinda hitting me up right now with meetings and stuff. So interesting. Cool, cool, cool. That would be <laughs> sick. You know, transitioning a little bit to, you know, kind of this draft process, you know, when, when you think about, you know, the, the stats and, and everything, and cause everyone's, you know, going to have their own opinion on you based on, you know, whatever film stats, whatever, do you, do you ever see like a use of stats to, you know, either describe yourself or other receivers and you're just like, man, that is bogus. You have no idea what you're talking about. Or do you think there's like different stats that people should be looking at more? I think a lot of times stats in college are, are misleading because, um, well, I mean, guys that are racking up big numbers and stuff, not not to say they're not great players, but it's it becomes a different game at the next level. So it's got to be about like projectability and, you know, some like some you can be at a smaller school and putting up big numbers or you can be at a you can be at a big school and be and be at like power five school and put up big numbers, but it depends on like what type of routes you run. Like, and I think NFL teams think the same way. Like they, they probably don't care if you're getting, if you're getting, you know, a hundred catches, a thousand some yards, if you're just getting a bunch of like screens and stuff like that, like they want to see stuff that translates and stuff that, um, cause a lot of guys kind of get like bunnies and stuff off of like RPO game and, and stuff like that now. So, yeah, I think I think stats can be can be misleading, but then you can also see you can see some guys that that do have the big stats that are like you know right. like there's a reason they have the big stats because they're really good players and they basically make it the most of every opportunity. But then you look at other teams like some guys don't get the chance in their offense. Um, they just like don't throw the ball, they run the ball a lot or stuff like that. So yeah, it's stats stats can be a little misleading, and I know it's probably tough for guys with with big numbers that are like oh like why is this guy getting picked above me like i i had twice as many yards as him twice as many catches like i'm like i'm a better player than him um so yeah for me though that's not that's not really the the hugest problem because i i played a lot of years but didn't have like any crazy um crazy statistical years you know just because kind of how the offense was but I still have like a, a decent amount of numbers. So I'm kind of right in the middle of the pack and say happy medium. Yeah. And, and, yeah, so and you mentioned that, yeah. <laughs> right. You, you mentioned, uh, that a guy that you really liked to model your game after is AJ green. Um, mm. and he tormented the Browns for a long time. Has <laughs> there been any, <laughs> has there been anyone, um, that you've gotten to talk to that, you know, has give, been able to give you some, some advice, you know, whether it be someone in the NFL right now or, you know, someone that used to be in the NFL, anyone like that? Yeah, I, so 
I was training down in Tampa and Randy Moss would come in and work us out. Um, wow. And it was, yeah, it was awesome to learn from him. Just more like, I think the best things I learned from him were like, just kind of his mentality and like, it's great. Like listening to him speak and like how he like approaches the game and the confidence that he plays with. So I think that's just, you know, something I can, I can learn from and really take, you know, like he just truly has like that dog mentality. Like he, like he just walks on the, every time he's touching the field, like he, we, we, we could be out there at a training and he'll, he'll say he probably like, you know, we got a bunch of NFL guys, but he'll probably say he's probably the best guy out there. You know, he can still go out there and run by people and catch balls over guys. So, yeah, it's it, that mentality and just like the confidence that he plays with is, is something I, I tried to learn from training. Um, but yeah, he, he was a really good coach. I, I really enjoyed my time with him. Is there anyone at the NFL level awesome. that you're excited to go up against? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't follow like the like DBs nearly as much as I follow like receivers. I mean, I hear. Well, then, would there be anyone that you would be really excited to play with, like receiver was? Yeah. Oh man, like, like, and like, there's a, there's so many guys. I mean, like you said, Devont Devonte Adams is like, and really any of these like kind of veteran guys that are probably eventually going to get a gold jacket, like, and just being able to learn from them, and I think that's some that's something that's really like invaluable is being able to learn from a teammate like that and someone who's been in, been there and done that and just has great knowledge of the game. For sure, for sure. I'm not sure how much more we have. Who is the best? Oh, one more cornerback question. Who is the best guy in college? The best corner you faced? Do you think the toughest assignment that you had in, in college? Is there anybody who comes to mind? I'd say, yeah. I, well, I mean, I don't know if this is like cheating the question, but I'd say, yeah, I want to get some mod every day in practice. That was like, like <laughs> as soon as those were, words yeah. left my mouth, I knew we you were, were going to say that, <laughs> which is valid. Yeah. yeah. Like he was, yeah. And Kobe, and Kobe was good too, but, um, Ahmad, like me and Ahmad personally were on the same, like he played to the boundary and I played to the boundary. So I always went against Ahmad. I, but I used to go against Kobe a lot uh, early on in my career. Well, actually, no, he was, he was at the boundary when I was in the field. And so like never really went against Kobe a whole lot, but like Ahmad, Ahmad was a guy I was went against and he's a really good player. And, you know, he's deserving of all that hype he's getting and being a top 10 pick or whatever. Well, I'm excited to see where he goes. What, in your opinion, makes him so great? Because he's kind of a smaller, like thinner corner, but yet still like yeah. never allowed a touchdown in his in his college career. What do you think he does that makes him so effective against everybody? Well, he's 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 huge. He's like he's <laughs> almost my height. He's like six two. I know. I think he was a little little slimmer at the combine. I don't know if they had him like trying to get light for running the forty or whatever. But I saw him today. Like he he's getting his weight back up. He's basically like almost six three, two hundred pounds and his arm I think his wingspan was like six eight or six nine at the combine. So he's got like the perfect body for a cornerback, really long arms and in good height. Um and then he's just plays super aggressive. He tries to get his hands on you and he's like he's so I think he's only twenty years old. He's super young and like in this past like year or two, like he wasn't early on in early on in college, he wasn't like that fast, but now he's kind of like, now he can run, he ran four for one. And I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if like in a year he's faster than that. Like he's, he's still kind of grown into his body and like getting bigger and stronger. So, cause I know, I think he gained like 20, like 20 pounds from last season or something like that. So. 
Yeah, I think yeah, he came into Cincinnati like something ridiculous, like 164 <laughs> or something like really yeah, tiny. Yeah, if you watch his freshman tape, you watch his freshman tape, he looks so skinny on it. And then <laughs> this year, I think this year he really beefed up. So, I mean, he's an, he's an unbelievable player and just kind of how his trajectory has been, how much he's gotten better over college. Like, if it keeps on going that way, like he's going to be a real special player in the NFL. That's awesome. Well, before we get out, we have some rapid fire questions for you. Um, you're okay. just like off the dome. Don't so, think too hard about off it. The dome. Yeah. Like, what's my favorite color? <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> a little, a little, stuff. a little further than that, but it's, it's similar. Uh, not right, so not first, much. First one. Not much, not much further, deeper. Though. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so first one, pretty obvious first purchase. Once you get that first NFL paycheck. Um, uh, I, I've never had a car before. And I love cars. I grew up loving cars. Um, so, like, you know, I, w- I really want to be smart with my money, and I know I will. But that's the one thing, like, I've splurged on. Like, I'm not a big, like, I'm not getting a bunch of, like, jewelry and bling and stuff like that. Like, I'm, but the car, for sure, I'll probably make a. Do you have not a. The, not the greatest. Do you have a car in mind? Do I have a car in mind? Um, I love, like, Ger- I love German cars. Like, um, probably, I'm probably going to look into BMW or Audi. Okay. Depending on where I'm at, like, you know, if I'm up north, you got to get that four wheels. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. I, love, I, I know all about that being from, being from, yeah, being from Illinois. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. That, that snow, it's, it's, it's tough. It's tough. <laughs> no, you, you, you need, you need all wheel drive or else you're not making it anywhere. Not making it to practice. So. All right. Next one, your celebrity crush. Huh, I don't know. I actually, I was thinking about this because I heard this on a podcast the other day and I was thinking about it and I, and I didn't even like think far enough to get the answer. Cause I was like, I, I've never had like, you know, like people be like, Oh, like Margot Robbie or something like that. And I'm like, I don't know who mine is, but yeah, that's, that's a good question. I don't know. Huh? I don't think I can give you an answer. I, I, I'll have to think of that one though. <laughs> all right. All right. We, ex- we, we expect a, we expect a tweet. Um, the at Stay Hot Pod. My <laughs> yeah, crush. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> biggest fear. Oh man, uh, I don't, I don't like snakes. That was, Fair. that was a, uh, that's like the like shallow fear, but like the other ones would maybe be like, I don't know, like letting people down is kind of fear. <laughs> I think that's like a lot of people. Yeah, that is a lot. That is a lot. Those, those are. I yeah. think those are both valid. <laughs> like both very yeah. valid, talk- <laughs> relatable fears. We talked about this before the podcast when we were thinking about these questions. We were like, it would be funny to ask them. It's like in this rapid fire. Do you think people can change? <laughs> like, do you think I'm a good person? <laughs> yeah. Are all people good? <laughs> all is humanity people inherently. Good? Yeah. No, I got a snake story though at camp. Um, you know, it's not really anything crazy, but at camp I went. So I had the first like couple days during the COVID season. I was we reported the camp and I was sick, but I had like had COVID like a month ago, so they didn't know what to do because they couldn't test me. So they put me down in like where they were keeping the COVID people, which it was like <laughs> the it was literally, it was literally <laughs> yeah, it was literally a trail. It's a it, it's a trailer park because we go out in like the middle of nowhere, Indiana. So it's like a trailer park. <laughs> And they didn't like my trailer, like, you know, doesn't have a bathroom in it. So I'm walking to like the outhouse, right? There's like a bathroom out there and it's the middle of the night. So it's dark. It's completely dark in there. 
and I just go in there, like use the bathroom. And next morning I get up, um, the next morning I get up and I'm like going in there, whatever, go brush my teeth and, and use the bathroom in the morning. And the guy's like, Oh, like, Oh, like, let me, let me go check the bathroom for you. Like we got a snake problem there. I'm like, Oh my God. <laughs> I wasn't, I went in there just in the complete darkness. I couldn't find the light switch in there. So I went in the complete darkness with my phone light. And I'm like, what if I, I probably was like, just sitting there in the bathroom, like, and there were like, there could have just been like a snake just like sliding around on the floor or whatever. Yeah. yeah. 2020 was better a, off not knowing, right? 2020 yeah. was a weird year. 2020 was a weird year. Yeah. <laughs> they really had you guys out there with the yeah. snakes. That's crazy. Yeah, they send the COVID people I know the guy, out to the the guy went in there with like a broom. He's like, he's like, let me check if there's a snake in there. And that goes in with a broom. I'm like, <laughs> he said, you, he said, you're braver like, than uh, me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Um, oh, okay. Favorite movie? Uh, the Batman. Batman series. I need to see the new one, but um, I'd, I'd probably see that after like this week because I'm pretty busy. Yeah. I got the pro day coming up, but once I get a little bit more time, I'll go see the new one. What's your favorite Batman so far? Um, probably the Dark Knight. Yeah. That's, Matt just saw Matt just saw, Matt just saw the Batman. Is it better than the Dark Knight in your opinion? I've seen some people debate that. I think so. I do. Oh, uh, it's a little long, and the people okay. in the movie theater next to us fell asleep. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that that might be me. I'll see. But if you're prepared I, for it, it's really good. Yeah, I I I struggle with that. I saw it's like three hours, right? Like, yeah, it's I like, think I gotta find a time like you. You can't just like go to the movie at like that's what that's what's tough about that. You gotta like make make a day of it. You know, you can't just like go to the movie at like nine o'clock at night and be like, I'm gonna fall asleep. Yeah, I'm not a go to the movie theater guy usually, but there's no way to watch this one other than yeah, exactly. go and see it. So I don't yeah. know. I have the random hot take that Batman begins is better than the Dark Knight. Um Okay. But I saw you tweet that I like Batman begins too. I just rewatched like it last too. night. It's so good. It's so good. You were getting beat up. You were getting beat up on Twitter. I was for getting that destroyed on Twitter for that for people, no reason. I'm right. People were. Why are you booing me? I'm right. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, I think we have one or two more favorite ice cream flavor. Oh man, that you can't do that to me. <laughs> that's like that's worse than this. That's worse than the celebrity crush. There's, there's too many options on that. Can you give us? Can you give us like cream, a top like three? Like a top three. Yeah, like oh, like like sometimes like cookie dough. Like you keep it class with a cookie dough. Um, I don't know if any of you guys have been to Illinois. Oberweiss is like Oberweiss is like the milk and like dairy place in in Illinois, and their their ice cream. Uh, they got peanut butter chocolate. That's really good. It's just got it's just chocolate ice cream with like huge chunks of peanut butter in it. Like break your spoon on them, trying to like dig them out. But <laughs> <laughs> that's that's really good. Uh, yeah, and cookie dough. I'd, I'd probably say those are the top two. I, I like mint chip on occasion. You know, gotta gotta spice things, spice things okay. up, change it up. But fair enough. Yeah, those two. I think that's a pretty high level top yeah. three. I think I'd agree with you there. Yeah, it's got good variety. You know, absolutely. One vanilla, one 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 chocolate, mint. Perfect. A little bit of everything. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna talk about <laughs> how I feel about that. <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> Oh, what do you what do you what do you like? That's, that's a great question. <laughs> it's a loaded question, Alec. <laughs> my my fa- my favorite's vanilla. Um, I just okay. just plain vanilla ice cream. I'm happy. I I do love peanut butter. 
Okay. Um, but a lot of people like peanut butter, or peanut butter, chocolate. I consider that like the same, like one in the same, like ice cream with yeah. peanut butter in it is objectively good. Uh, then my third one is a uh, lemon. I don't know if you've ever had lemon ice cream, but it's really good. I think I have. It's good. Yeah. See? It's good. Let's go. <laughs> Wide receiver, no, wide got, receiver one. I mean, but I like, <laughs> hey, but I like every flavor of ice cream. Okay, like, they got a they got a bunch of things that that over with. It's like seasonal based. That's probably they probably got that in the summer. Lemon ice cream. <laughs> no, lemon ice cream. It. it goes crazy. It goes crazy. Okay. <laughs> All right, and then one one more question. One more question for you. Your favorite stay hot member. <laughs> No pressure. I can just pick. I just I just pick one and just leave. The <laughs> <laughs> Hit the little button down here. Matt's the sense. Matt. I don't know. Matt. Hey, Theo. Hey, Theo's a Theo's a Theo's a Packers fan, <laughs> but Matt is in Cincinnati. And hey, I, mean, I, I just kind of leave. I, 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 I went to Miami. So, like, all right. <laughs> you went to Miami. You went to Miami. You probably know some. Wait, wait. When well, you I, I will graduate next year. Yeah, I'll there? graduate next next uh, month. You, pr- you probably know some of my. You probably know a bunch of a decent amount of our friends that go there. Okay. So, like, hey, we could have we could have used sure, you. Sure. <laughs> like, man, when I tell you, watching that team is painful sometimes. I. <laughs> Yeah, the uh, the one guy is uh, the one receiver at a bunch of yards. Sorensen, Jack Sorensen. Yeah, yeah he's, I, from, he's from Illinois. I he's met from, his family. Yeah. Um, I went to oh, yeah. the the game at Minnesota, um, mm. and he caught this like incredible contested touchdown. Um, and like yeah. we go back to our hotel, and his family is they're like, "Oh, we're like gonna party on the roof later," and we we fell asleep, <laughs> so we didn't end up going. <laughs> but no, oh, okay. no, it's like he's cool, and his family is you know his family's really cool. So yeah, I think I think he went to Stevenson High School, if I remember, because yeah, I know he's from Illinois. So what I'm hearing is a three way tie for the stay hot members. Three way tie. Three-way you guys tie. all got your pros and cons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and cons. You had to throw in the cons there. <laughs> all right. Well, that pretty much wraps things up for us. Thank you again so much for joining us. Best right. of luck in the draft. Yeah. We can't wait to see what you do in the NFL, of course. Um uh, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, shout shout out to uh Wasserman Talent for connecting us with, you know, these amazing shout prospects. Shout out Washington. Yeah, Wasserman. Yeah. And as always, tons and tons of content coming your way on all platforms. We'll catch you all on the flippity flop. <laughs>